Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, be so when it hit that mop in the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hand- Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Joey Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with Dan Garcia. And we're back for another, like I said, another edition, another week. And the week or the month of June has actually been a really good week for the Angels. They've been playing uh, really good baseball. And I think the most important part of everything is starting to get the pieces of the puzzle back together. Exactly. It's, it's kind of crazy. I saw a tweet earlier, I think last uh, yesterday, because we're recording this Friday Friday night, um, when Simmons got activated. This is like the first time since September of last year, like early September also, that they had Simmons, Trout, Upton, and Otani all in the same lineup together. Yeah. So, again, for people that wanted to kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Um, now this is the real team. Now this is the Angels team that everyone thought they were going to have at the beginning of the year. So now – Right. Um, and, and, and that we'll get more into it. But this team, even with everyone, everyone in the lineup, it's a team that kind of has some holes that um, need to be filled and people need to step up with. And we've seen that in, during the course of this year where guys have stepped up. But we'll get more into that kind of stuff as we go Definitely. into the show. But before we get into the show, we want to bring in uh, our new sponsors and – you know, summer is the best time of the year. We're taking vacation, the beach, lots of sun, and, of course, sports. While you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the game? Whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hustle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation and to make sure you've got plenty of bankroll coming for this football season. Maybe you want to put a futures bet on the next year's NBA champion. Lakers. <laughs> or every time he's going to do that, every time. Mm-hmm. Or to back your favorite player to, to win the Heisman Trophy. My bookie wants you to move as, uh, wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And that's more fun than winning. What's more fun than winning? And while watching sports. Just visit mybookie.ag today to get started. Then try your luck at outsmarting the odds makers. But wait, if you deposit with promo code ANGELS today, MyBookie will give you 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ANGELS. So at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So check them out. There wow, is. I actually got to do part my part in the I read know, I didn't big this, time this, this week. Time. I was like, are you sure is it my turn yet? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, so let's, let's get right into it as we always do. Week in review. Yeah, so... Um, 
we're kind of going to breeze over last Thursday because when we did um, the podcast last week, it was on Thursday, and mm-hmm. by the time we were recording, the game just finished. So um, it wasn't a. I got a feeling if it was like a good outcome, I would be like, oh yeah, let's talk about it again. Yeah. It wasn't, so we're moving on to St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Friday, we kind of talked about it last week. Uh, Albert's return to St. Louis after right. uh, eleven great years there and then what has it been seven years since seven or eight i believe seven it was eight, eight years since he's been back to st louis and um our question was always how was seven. the crowd gonna how the crowd was gonna react when he came with the bat and this is what he got batting fifth number five first baseman albert Pujols. and the cardinal players are going to let albert have his moment he is Tipping his cap in appreciation. He gets a hug from uh, the Cardinal catcher, and now uh, they'll try to get him out. So, yeah, um, first at bat and first inning, huge, huge ovation. Um, I mean, the crowd, it acted like he was he was their player. It was, it was pretty crazy. It was, uh, you know, I got into a little bit of a discussion on one of the, I'm not on very many Angels fan groups anymore. I deleted myself from a bunch of them. But um, there was one that I'm in, and it wasn't Halo Haven. It was something else. A really cool group. I can't, I can't remember what it's called I'm right now. I was going to say, I hope you didn't delete from no. Halo Haven. No, I'm an of, admin uh... <laughs> on there. So, uh, No, but um, anyway, someone was talking about how you know they love the ovation, but Angel fans need to cheer for him or cheer louder for him because an angel, blah, blah, blah. And so my thing was, as much as you, as an Angel, an angel fan as I am, and um, I'll always cheer the Angels, no one deserved to cheer him more like that than the not even us than the Cardinals fans three MVPs two World Series championships hundreds and hundreds of memories that he created there the work that he put in in, off the field in St. Louis no one deserves to cheer him better even like you said the work off the field his charity is still based out of St. Louis like when he left the Cardinals he didn't like yeah he physically moved but he saw the house out there that, right. he, that he lives in um his charities like he, um, headquarters and all their main stuff is based out of there mm-hmm. so yeah he moved teams but you could definitely tell this whole time his heart has definitely been in st louis and for those fans to recognize yeah. that yeah was you know watching it i was just like wow that is that is unbelievable i was so happy to see that so long story short the, I, this conversation i had with this person lasted a while but finally i think i got to this person and they realized what i was trying to say um, there's just no way Angels fans can duplicate that ovation for him. It would be like if, uh, let's say the Angels win a couple of world championships oh, yeah. by the time mm-hmm. Mike Trout leaves. Yep. And Mike Trout decides that, you know what, I'm going to go two more years and play in Philadelphia. And then Philly ends up coming back home, mm-hmm. coming back to Angels to play. You know, Philly comes and plays the Angels at Anaheim Stadium. Mike Trout's going to get yeah. a freaking ovation right. like that. Oh, yeah. Now, exactly. we'll, do Philly fans, are Philly fans supposed to cheer him better? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. St. Louis deserved, if that, I don't know if you understand no, what oh, I'm saying. Absolutely. They deserve to cheer Mike or uh, Albert Pujols. Pujols like that. Yeah, it definitely. And, and, it, and yeah. it showed the whole weekend, and you'll see it's kind of a theme going on. But mm-hmm. he got the ovation in the first inning, and then we, we the game had to be played. So, um, pitcher on the man was Griffin Canning. He went five and a third, four hits, two earned runs. Um, it was it was it was a really close game until you know uh, St. Louis gets three in the seventh. Yeah, um, up then with the lone RBI, and I think that was in the first inning. So it was. So again, it yeah. was something where um, 
they kind of get the ball rolling and they kind of get some runs and, and for as hot as the angels offense has was was getting into it you saw him kind of hit a little stumbling block this whole weekend and, and i don't know if it's just the whole albert thing could have been or just could've the been. fact that otani was a non-factor because you don't have a dh in, right. in, in the national league so that takes a really really big bat out of your lineup and yeah he can pitch hit but that's one time yeah and that's it so yeah. um Again, so this is I, obviously the big part of today of this game was Albert's return and and um, you know and again that was something really really awesome for the um, the fans of St. Louis who have been by his side this whole time really deserved and it was like you said it, they deserved that kind of um, finality too because honestly unless Angels and Cardinals meet up in a World Series they're not going to see him again. No, yeah, it was his last trip to St. Louis as an active player and. It's going to be the last time those fans were able to give him the ovation that he deserved. And a lot was said about how he left and how the Cardinals didn't want to give him the money and how he felt that he deserved, you know, one final contract from them. And it was it was a bit of a I don't want to say that they left on bad terms, but there was a, a, a sour taste in the mouth. And it wasn't it was never between Albert and the city of St. Louis. It was more between Albert and the owners of the St. Louis. It was business, you know? yeah. Uh, but I'm glad that the fans really did step up and give him the ovation, ovation that, obviously, he deserved as well. Right, exactly. So, moving now on to Saturday. Again, same kind another of thing. Another close game, Another too. close game. Noe Ramirez was your opener, but mm-hmm. a little different this time. Um, they were listening to me. Remember? Yeah, me? yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank you, Angels. You're listening now. Thank you for your listen. Yeah. Um, two innings. Uh, only one hit, so again, exactly what you want from an opener: get in, get what you need to get done, and then bounce before giving anything up. So again, Noe opened it, went two innings, one hit. Uh, Pena was the guy behind him, and and not a bad job by Pena, but that throwing error he had um, late in the game in the in the fifth inning. Really, you see, oh, it really cost terrible cost yeah. him. It was a simple little grounder to him, and he he tried to make the play to I believe the third, third. and overthrew it, and, and two <clears> guys <throat> scored on that error. Other than that, I mean, he went four innings, um, four runs, but only two of them were earned. So, mm-hmm. obviously, those other two that we're talking about with the throwing air, um, you know, that was a big, big thing because later on in the game, um, Albert did this. Albert hits it a ton out to deep left. He gave us 11 years of memories we'll never forget. He's just given us another. Calling for a curtain call. You don't see it very often. Visiting team. Here it is. And how about that? A curtain call as a visitor and a ball. Like He said he I, they couldn't recall ever seeing it. Have you ever seen something like that? 1982, Reggie Jackson's return to New York as an angel. Hits a home run uh, in the rain. The, the New York crowd was... Reggie, Ray and Reggie came out and gave him a curtain call. I mean, you can kind of – it's a little similar to mm-hmm. the past. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, great player that did so much for that for team. For that and team, then, championships. And comes, yeah, and then comes back and then has As a moment. As an angel. <laughs> has a moment. But, you know, yeah. obviously that Albert home run made it 4-1 to in the seventh. Um, uh, Upton would end up giving another home run in the eighth that made it four to two. So again, those two earned runs might not have been big, but when you look back at it, 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 it was a difference in the game. And, and then from, from this game, the angels are kind of riding a hot streak. Now the angels dipped two games below 500 at the end of this game. So we couldn't pop any bottles yet, but nope. um, you know, St. Louis, again, a good team. It's kind of the same team that the angels yeah, are they're, right now. They're, they're, they're fighting, they're fighting yeah. for a playoff spot. And then come later news that their closure is going on on the um, IL with, Ooh. Might need Tommy John surgery. So, Ooh. again, um, 
a really good team, a good team that, that they're going to be tested. But um, Jake Jewell, uh, Luis Garcia came in later in the game and didn't give up anything. So pretty much besides those two earned runs, the bullpen held and did what, you know, they've been struggling to do, I should say, you know, within the last you know couple of weeks. So um, tough game to drop. Not exactly how you want to do it. But, again, um, it was cool to kind of give the fans, Albert, that, that home run. Mm-hmm. Now, Sunday night, big night. ESPN, you know, national television. national television. Everyone wants to say, why aren't the Angels talked about more? Well, you have games like this, and you do well in games like this. You will be talked about. Yeah. So great for the Angels. They win six to four. Skaggs five uh, five innings, four hits, zero earned runs, three Ks. Um, kind of weird. I mean, not weird, but if you're watching the game, you don't realize the strategy behind it. He was cruising, but in that fifth inning, there was opportunities for um, runners to come in. And so they had to pitch it because mm-hmm. you're not sure what well, the team's struggling offensively. Mm-hmm. I believe it was like second and third, like one out. Um, and they, they pitched it for him. And I think that was the right move, but it, it kind of sucks because you weren't able to let him go further and see what he could have done. Um, you know, maybe if you went six or seven innings. Yeah. It's always a, it's always a test for the managers of an American league team, especially like Osmus, who's never managed on, on the national league. I was a manager in, in Detroit, now manager with the angels, but any American League manager who's not used to these double switches and batting for the that pitcher, a, yeah, certain, that's a that's a big it's, part. Of it's NL not baseball. as easy, guy. It's it's you guys say, you guys can say, oh, why did you do this? Why did you? Hey, when you're in the dugout and you've got to say, all right, I got I, here's a chance for me to score more runs, but my pitcher's doing pretty good. Do I sacrifice, um, especially a guy like Skaggs? Do I sacrifice bringing Skaggs out there for another inning? In an inning where he kind of almost always struggles past that fifth, right? Do uh-huh. I bring him in and see because he's doing okay, or do I roll the dice and say, "Hey, go get me a hit and let's get some more runs on the board"? It's gonna be a roll of dice either way you go for it. I think, like you said, I thought it was a good move to do it just because Skaggs. Let's be honest, you sent me that text. I think in that game, you're like, "Oh, we're we're getting fifth into the inning, fifth inning. Go. Let's watch it. Here's a true test and." You know, I mean, it's a roll he, of a he, dice. He got out of the fifth inning, and, and to Skaggs' credit, um, this marks like the second game where he's done really, really well. So maybe that's the corner he needed to turn. Maybe he found something out. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't come out and said anything, but, um, you know, uh, he starts Saturday, so we'll see if the roll kind of continues. But Anderson came in, Bedrosian came in, Buttry came in, and shut everyone down. And then the Angels ended up having a really big uh, ninth inning, and it all started with this. Flesher lines a base hit into left. Trout scores. Here's Upton right behind him. 4-0 Angels. L.A.'s best two-strike hitter strikes in a two-strike count again. Another 3-2 here to Garneau. Hit hard. Base hit left field. Here comes run number five and Cole Calhoun. The Angels now lead 5-0 in the ninth against St. Louis. So, again, guys that you hope will produce when you know, maybe your starters or your night starters, but your main guys don't. Um, you got Fletcher and Garneau, the like I would the third string catcher right now because of Smith on the IL. But they come up big and they're able to to get runs and extend that lead to five zero going or six uh, zero. Sorry, because they end up scoring one yeah. more in the ninth. They it, one it was six zero going into the ninth, and then that's where um, oh, it got a little exciting. I guess um, I wasn't exciting for me. Yeah, exactly. Jake Jewell had to come in. You know, you think, okay, you're up six. Just throw strikes. Get yeah. the ball in play. Strike some people out. Yeah. Um, 
He ends up it, with two outs, mind with, you. Yeah, with yeah. Everything was no, a no, two no, outs. No. Yeah, with two outs. Yeah. yeah, he came in, start fresh. Yeah. He gave the funny part: two hits, three runs, three earned runs. So again, you can't walk, guys. He has one walk off a home, and then you hit up a home run. That's what's going to kill you: the walk or the leadoff single or whatever, and then um, a home run. You know, or two outs, and then you get a guy on and give the team a little bit of life. A little two bit of out liberty. walks are the worst thing in baseball, other than right. hitting a batter when you when he's uh, when you're up in the count o two. Yeah, exactly. So again, uh, it, it got it got interesting really quickly, oh, but he only lasted two and a third. Um, I know Robles didn't technically get to save, but he did get the final out. Yeah, so. it was a save in my book. So there we go. Um, but yeah, so the Angels hold on to that game in St. Louis. So they end up taking one out of uh, one out of three in St. Louis. Hey, and if you're going to take only one out of three, take it on the Sunday nationally televised game. Bingo. It's all about who, <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's, watching. who's watching at that point. Yeah, exactly. So luckily, I guess for some of the guys, they can kind of recover from that emotion. And it had to be emotional, not only for Albert, but, um, you know, like Trout. And, and everyone's getting asked leading into the series, you know, how's Albert going to react? How's Albert going to do this? How's Albert going to do that? Um, again, uh, kind of tying a bow on this last series, Yadi Merlin, uh, Yadier Molina just, I mean, if you didn't have respect for him as a player before this, I don't know how you don't have respect for him as a, as a man and as a player after this for what he did with Albert the whole mm-hmm. series. Yeah. I mean, he's like a big brother to him. He calls him a big brother. And it was just cool for him to kind of like, you know, take him in and, and take, you know, take the time to like say, no, hey, these guys, you Take your take your time, man. Do what you gotta do to to thank the crowd and let the crowd thank you. More importantly, but say yeah, the best part was that if, if I don't know if you guys didn't see it or not, but if um, you know when he came up the bat, he stood right in front of the home plate and was like, hey, you know, um, two outs, yeah, two, uh, you know, two outs. Or here, let me, I, I, I need a new ball. Yeah, I need, I need this. Let, I let me kind of just toss this over and let me kind of right. kick yeah. the ground here and in front of the home just plate. Just to just to give Albert that opportunity, give the fans that that opportunity to um you know, say thank you. And cause and I was talking to my wife about this and she's like, wow, they're doing it again. I'm like, yeah, because you can't, you can't assume that the guy, the, the fans that were there on, you know, um, on Friday are going to be there Saturday. And then you can't assume the guys that are going to be there Saturday are going to be there Sunday. Yeah, you that, want everyone that you want everyone there uh-huh. that, that, that have that for, chance. Exactly. So right. you out of your big tip of the hat to you. It was kind of cool to see all the yada year brothers there or all the Molina Molina brothers, brothers there um, for that series. Cause uh, Benji obviously from the O2 yep. series champ, mm-hmm. he's the Spanish commentator for St. Louis and um, Jose, Jose is our is, coach is, on is, our is, team. Is the catching coordinator, catching coach. I, I don't mean, I don't know if he's technically yeah. the title, but yeah, so it was really cool. And that's kind of ties the bow up on the whole St. Louis um, series. So again, like I said, Monday off day, kind of recharge that batteries, get back to Anaheim. Um, and then he plays uh, Saturday or not Saturday, Tuesday against a really good, um, maybe not really good, but really surprising Reds team. That- they're, they're like the angels in my book too. They're another one of those teams that are kind of hovering right there. They don't, they haven't really found their identity yet, but they're, they got guys on their team that can take the ball deep. They got guys who will scare you a little bit in their lineup and, you know they can get they can get a win here here and there. They're well, the, the, the benefit or not the benefit, but what they've been doing really well is their pitching. Their pitching has been really, really mm-hmm. surprisingly really well. So for Angels team that struggled to kind of score runs in that St. Louis series, I mean, you know, at least early in the series because they end up did end up scoring six. But you know, you you kind of hope that they're able to find a spark game Otani back in there. Mm-hmm. So first game again against the against the Reds, we got Andrew Heaney up on the mound. Went five and a third, one run, four Ks, but 101 pitches. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is the first um, game 
where he he passed that 100 pitch total. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So again, a, a guy that the Angels haven't had for a really long time, working him, working him, and stretching him out, stretching him out. So hopefully, um, again, five and a third. Um, you like to maybe get him out of that sixth inning, but you know, only one run, four Ks. You'll take that, and it wasn't wasn't a bad outing at all. Um, did get kind of off to a rocky start. They did went down early, one nothing, but then Tommy, who should have been an All Star, did this. And batting average overall. Estella skies it to deep center field. Going back to Senzel, he looks up against the wall. Johnson knocks it down. The ball is on the warning track running. Estella around second. He is going to be waved home. He Here's a throw. He will score inside the park home run. Tommy Lestella. So yeah, um, how exciting! I, 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 for, for a single play, obviously, like like we kind of talked about with the Otani cycle, like for a single game, a perfect game is cool because it kind of builds, kind of builds. But for a single play, for a single at bat, I don't know if there's anything better than an inside the park home I run. think the only thing that could probably match it is a triple play for third to second to first. Yeah, or something horn, something like that. Play. Yeah, but, okay. but yeah, inside the park home run, just watching him run, like, go, 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 And you go. see it's kind of like rolling away. You're like, yeah. keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. And not, not to drop any names or anything, but, but Puig, I mean, come on, dude, where the hell the fuck were you? <laughs> I know, the ball rolled way the hell over the right field, and I'm thinking, where the heck? Where's the right fielder? Yeah, yeah. Because well, right. at this game... You know, and we kind of, and if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, I was actually at the Simmons rehab game. Right, right. So I get the update. Oh wow! And a buddy texts me, "Wow, man, that inside the park home run was crazy. I can't believe it." I'm like, "I didn't see it. I'm at the game." Yeah. And so later on, you know, I obviously look it up. I'm like, I'm expecting to see something like a guy fell and maybe a throwing error or something like that. No, it was just strictly the dude hit off his glove uh-huh. and it rolled and it seemed like it rolled forever. And you it, just kind yeah. of, and you're literally waiting for a guy or anybody just kind of pop into the screen. No, nope, never it. happened. It never happened until, I think, honestly, until LaStella was probably rounding third at that point because yeah. it wasn't even, it wasn't even like a play at the plate. He it walked was, in. No, he, he slid, he but, slid but, in, but, he but, but he didn't really need the slide. It wasn't no, like, oh, I, I, let's go to replay and make sure he got if in. If it would have been a, a better throw from the cut to, to home, it, it would have been a close play. But And if Puig would have been backing up, yeah. it would have been no play it at the play. No play yeah. It would have had a triple. Absolutely. But yeah, so, I mean, Angels will take it any way they can. But again, Tommy LaStella, we'll get to the whole All-Star thing in a sec and after this, but um, this has been balling out. Just been absolutely balling out, and a I great, mean, great find for Epler and his front office coming into the season. a ridiculous find. A guy they picked up just pretty much. When we signed him, I, went, I remember going, oh, yeah, I remember him from the Cubs. He'll be a nice, you know, like I've always said this, he'll always, he'll always be a good Cliff Pennington type guy. Right. But if 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 you got to think about this, guys, if, if not for a La Stella, where would the Angels be right now? Oh, yeah, exactly. And this is kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast where, you know, now we're finally getting everyone healthy. But it's those guys, the La Stellas, mm-hmm. the Fletchers, and Rinhifos, Even the Goodwins. The Goodwins stepping up and keeping them afloat. Like, obviously, right. yeah, they're, they're at 500 or a little bit above right now. But now that at least they gave them an opportunity to reach and stretch and, and, and possibly make a run at the playoffs where, you know, honestly, if, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year, you're not going to have Heaney, you're not going to have – um, Otani, you're not going to have Upton. You're not going to have you know, Simmons, Simmons for a month. Right. Yeah. Where are you going to be? I'm like, oh, maybe like six, seven games below 500. Probably but more. Yeah. So, um, La Stella, Goodwin, Rinkifo. Fletcher, Renjifo. Um, you know, Noe Ramirez. Noe Ramirez. Luke Roy earlier. I know Luke, Luke Roy. Luke Roy at the beginning Luke, of the year. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah. Kevin so, Smith even. Kevin Smith when he gets the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So, these guys are definitely um, – Helping out the Angels and 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 it shows now and then so again one one at the end of the first and then we have uh, I guess like we said one of the unsung heroes 
of the Angels right now come up in the second. And here's Renheifel batting from the left side. That ball's hit well out in the right center field. That one is out by the wall, and that ball is out of here. Renheifel clubs his third home run of the season. So again, that made it. Uh, it was a three-run shot. Made it. Made it four to one. So again, Angels ended up tacking on one um, later in the game in the seventh inning. Um, but for the most part, after those first couple innings, you weren't really, you know, it wasn't something that was like, oh, we got to hold on. Which, you know, we, I guess as Angel fans, you kind of come accustomed to. And I think someone tweeted or something, oh, I can't wait for them to mess this up or or something like that. But, you know, again, Heaney goes five and a third. You got. Um, no way that goes two and uh, one and two thirds. So he finishes that that inning out with Haney and then goes that extra inning or the extra uh, inning after that. You yeah. got Buttree, you got Robles. And again, I know Robles didn't get the save, but it just gives me a chance to do this. Another little thing that happened, I believe, is in that game is the Tovar scoring from second. Oh yeah, that's that's the extra that's the that's the extra run they got in the yeah. seventh. You're absolutely right. Um, it, it just it was crazy to see that because a guy completely forgot how many outs there were. You, he, I'm surprised he didn't throw the ball in the and he was so he was so lax about it. I'm surprised he didn't throw the ball into the in the crowd with the fans and then like Ugh, oh yeah no. and and credit credit to Tovar he he kept his head up and saw like he doesn't realize it he, and he did he never stopped he never stopped he kept he never going. broke stride and and that was a very very heads up play by um, a guy that you know obviously gets sent down later Segway. Gets into down. the news. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that later. But a great play by a guy that's, you know, on the board of coming up, coming down and all that yeah. stuff. But definitely a great, um, great play by that guy. So, yeah, they took the two from uh, Cincinnati. They, they took. Well, that's the first. Yeah, that's the first game. We'll get to. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's yeah, right. So there's one more. We'll pop it. You know, but, we, but this game did get them to 500. So there we go. Um, and Johnny. Jumping ahead, but it's cool. We're there now. Um, Wednesday against the Reds again. A quick little two-game series, so um, they win it. I don't know if you want to call this a sweep. We didn't call it. Really, we didn't really call nah, the Dodger one a sweep. It's so, a two-game. Uh, they won the two-game set. Two-game set. That, set. That's that's a good one. So Jaime Brea comes up and for a spot start. Digging the hair. Digging the hair has the whole, kind of like the Jerry Curl whole thing. Jerry Curl mohawk type yeah, deal going. It, it's weird. Know, it's, it's it works for him. You're right. But another activation that happened um, in this game was was Cahill. Cahill got activated. Yeah, man. And everyone, everyone wanted to know what his role would be um, coming into this. So, again, that was kind of waiting, but he wasn't starting. Um, Jaime went, uh, you know, uh, where do you go? He went five innings, three hits, yeah. one run, 75 pitches. So, again, um, they didn't really stretch him out. He's a young guy that I don't know if they really feel comfortable doing that yet, especially – um, going up and down, going up and down as much as he, he has. I, I kind of like that whole Berea starting being kind of like your long, long opener type, type deal with, with Cahill being the guy that can come in and, and throw in the fifth, sixth inning, throw two innings. And, and, and that's what kind of what three happened. Three innings yeah, yeah. maybe, depending Berea on how went, it goes. Jaime, Jaime went five. Yeah. Cahill came in, and this is my text. I'm like, all right, here comes Cahill. Let's yeah. see what happens. Two innings, two hits, one walk, no runs, no home runs. I think that's the yeah. most important part. You'll you'll gladly take those two hits as long as one of them is not a home run. But, you know, the big part, the the one with the with the um, huge game, uh, Borg comes up in the fifth and does this. And here's a ball carrying deep out into left center, and it's out of here. Justin Borg goes the opposite way, ties up the ball game, an opposite field home run for Borg, his seventh home run of the season. So, like you heard, it tied up the ball game 1 1. So, um, Angels give up a run, 
They get it right back in the bottom of the inning, which was great. And then kind of like we were saying, Cahill went in for two, mm-hmm. did his job. Yeah, he got a couple guys on, but in a situation. No damage where, done. No damage done. And that's obviously the best part. And then Bohr, a guy that people were waiting for them to cut. We want Thice. We want Thice. Does this. That is Scott High and deep to right. Puig's is going to watch this one go. Three-run Jimmy Jack for Justin Bohr. So you heard a three run there, a solo run there. That's four, four runs response or four runs by just one guy. So obviously it's more like five to one or it's four to one. But then you know because yeah. of Bohr, but then they end up getting five. Um, Bohr having a really good kind of um, resurgence, I guess you want to say, been since being called yeah. back up. Yeah, not not having to have to play every day with Otani back and then out you know spot starting Albert here and there. I mean. Uh, I mean, I guess it's been working because he's – I forgot what the stats were. He was like – I think at that point he was like 10 for his last like yeah, 20 Yeah, he was batting like 130-something. Like yeah. And, and you know, it, it just shows too kind of how um, Cole went down last year around the same around the same time too, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Um, worked on some stuff, you know, got some confidence in that AAA organization because balls have been flying out of the park there. Um you, it's great to see that. And with someone like Bohr, you're not expecting him to be a high on 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 base average guy. You're expecting him to do what he did. Hit two. You got you know one game every four days, and you hit two home runs yeah. in that one game. That's a good week. You, you'll take that. You'll take that every single time. Yeah. And and just you know playing first. He's I think he's kind of underrated as a first baseman. He's really good. He's good at digging the balls out. He's he, great he stretches at dig, out. He's great at digging. For a big man yeah. as he is, he gets low. Yeah. He's able to dig out those balls. Yeah, he's a good um, first baseman. He's a really good defensive first baseman. And I think people, when they're like, oh, I need to cut. I'm like, I don't think you realize how good he's making, you know, maybe like a Fletcher or, or uh, Renhifo. Renhifo, where maybe the ball's a little low or yeah. a little to the side. Not so he's, much Simmons. Right, not yeah. so much Simmons, yeah. But those other guys, when it's low or here or there, he's he able digs to, it. He dude. digs it. And he yeah. does a really, really good job of that. Yeah. So again, like we said, um, they did a little sweep of the of the Reds, two, or not even sweep because I forgot. Yeah, that's two our, game set. Two game set of the Reds, and and we'll see how the two after that go in Cincinnati later in the season. But one game above five hundred, they're back. Yeah, they're back, and we'll take baby steps right now. Exactly. So again. Um, now the A's come into town last night. Now you're trying to get more into the, the American division. League West. American League West. You got you got the A's now. You got Texas, Texas, and Houston, then you, and then Houston. So Seattle, Seattle, and then is, Houston again. This is going to be a really good yeah. next couple of weeks. Honestly, show. and 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 Texas a, is a tough team. And as a fan, this is the best time to see the Angels because now they're getting healthy. Now they're getting people there. Now they kind of, um, you know, Pena kind of is a question mark rotation wise, but everyone else seems to be kind of slotted in. You got Skaggs, Haney. Um, you know, uh, uh, Canny, Canny, you know, Pena right now. And then if you need kind of like a high made to come up, you need Maria, uh, Suarez. Suarez. You got options for kind of like that fifth, fourth and fifth kind of deal. Um, but for the most part, the front line of that rotation is set. They're doing fairly well. So they come in, the A's come in uh, to the Angel Stadium last night, halfway to Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're a little celebration. Um, and Canning's the starting pitcher. Six, earned, or six innings pitch, two earned runs, six Ks. What I like about canning and i'm seeing it more and more he gets a lot of strikeouts but he's not he's not getting a ton of strikeouts to where it's like double digits so he's Mm -hmm. not getting his pitch count like all the way up yeah um he's doing um you know he's he's getting outs he's getting a lot of strikeouts but he he seems to be really consistent and even so in this game he gave kind of a few hits but you know for the most part it wasn't necessarily a um 
bad situations kind of deal. No, I, I, you know what? It's every time he goes out there, I feel like there's a, some type of improvement, even when there's a setback. If that makes sense, well, he has not such a good name, but he, a good game, but he battles through five innings and keeps his team in there. Um, shows a lot of poise for a guy his age, young, first time. He's going to be throwing more innings this year than he probably ever has in his career. Absolutely but right. again, every time he goes out there and he has a a step back, there's two to three steps forward. Seems like he's learning from everything, and that's what I dig most about a guy like Griffin Kenny. Right, exactly. I I think you know, and when he did give up, he gave up two home runs in this game, but both of them were solo, solo shots. shots uh-huh. And and pitchers say the solo home runs necessarily don't hurt you. It's the ones where you walk a guy or give up a two out hit and then give up a home run. Those really come back and hurt you. Two uh, two solo shots. Um, a good team can rebound from that. That's not a problem. So he gives up his first solo shot in the top of the second, but in the bottom of the second, they get right back into the game. That is drilled out to center field. Ramon Laureano going back at the wall. Gone! Big fly for Cole Calhoun. A two-run shot in the Angels. Lead it 2-1. to one. So, yeah, Cole comes up clutch again. I mean, kind of like we were saying, he's been working at it. Yeah, great. His, his average isn't necessarily um, super high, but for someone like Cole, you don't really expect his average to be, you know, 310 or 305. I mean, he's he's batting 230 right now, but he has 17 home runs and 14 RBI or 40 RBIs before the All-Star break. And 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 to, for him to be like we said, for the Angels to be a good team, Cole needs to be that fourth or fifth option. He can't be your second offensive option. He needs to be that that fourth or fifth um, behind Trout, behind Otani, behind Upton. Um, if you want to flip him and, and, and now that Simmons is back, if you want to, you know, four or five, like those two guys can kind of split because they do different things. Um, I'm cool with that. But as soon as he gets more and more down, the importance, the, the more of, his, of an impact I feel he has. Yeah, it's it's I think a lot of people are expecting him to. I don't know. I don't know why people have always kind of expected almost him to like, be almost like Trout's number two. Like he's gonna be yeah. a running mate, but like and no, just, he's a good player, but he's not. No, that. I think I will take what he's doing right now all year long because that ends up averages. If he keeps on where he's at right now, that's going to average him to about twenty five home runs and about eighty RBIs. And like I'll I said, take that. that's great. And like like we said, when he's like the fourth or fifth guy yeah. in your lineup that you look to for production. Mm-hmm. That that's a good. You look at those that's numbers. A good, and, that's a good lineup. That's, yeah. uh, that's a very good lineup. I mean, yeah. You look at it now, Simmons was this is Simmons' return. So, I mean, from top to bottom, you have Lastella, who should have been an all-star. You have Trout, Otani, Upton, Calhoun, Pujols, Simmons batting seventh, Renhefo batting eighth, Lucroy batting ninth. I mean, granted, a lot of these guys aren't household names to people outside the outside MLB. But, I mean, whenever you have Trout, uh, Otani, and Upton going back-to-back-to-back, that's a really good lineup. That's a really yeah. lot, that's a lot of depth. you got Calhoun and Pujols there at the bottom of the lineup who can hit a home run at any given time. That's awesome. And then Simmons as well. And exactly. And with Simmons returning, and, and, yeah. and you, when I read out the lineup, the one name that you didn't see was probably maybe one of the hottest hitters that the Angels have, and that's Fletcher. Right. So, again, now that Simmons is back, it adds depth. Oh, for sure. So now sure. Um, today, as the game, as you know, as we record, the game's about to start. Um, Simmons is in the lineup because, you know, they're kind of slowly easing them back Neither in. Neither is Upton either. Neither is Upton. They're yeah. trying to slow – the guys coming back, they want to slow them in. But you really don't lose a whole uh, yeah, lot with yeah. Simmons out and Fletcher in. Yeah. They do different things. Um, defensively, uh, Simmons has been or uh, Fletcher has been really well yeah, from third well, base. You, Surprising me, at least yeah. third base wise, is he's showing off an arm, showing off the range. Um, he's more, I think now. Like, I'm kind of sold on him now. He's more than just a scrappy player. He's actually a really good player, and we'll see how um, it goes. But also too, uh, Renhefo. Again, this, up, yeah. Again, this game against the A's, he has three, it up. three hits, two RBIs. Um, 
and, and he's just able to to uh, produce. And, and this guy that was might have been this. Everyone was looking to him to be the starting second baseman by this time, but because of the resurgence of Estella that no no one saw coming. Now he's kind of taking a back seat, but which is fine because yeah. it gives him time to progress. As progress a, a and yeah, exactly. But obviously, this very was young still, very young. But again, the Angels win the first game against against Oakland in Anaheim Thursday night, uh, eight to three. I mean, Simmons returns. You get five runs in the third. You get Cole's two. There's a lot of good stuff that happened this game, but also what that means. Two uh, games above 500. There we go. So now we're rolling. Now they're going. So. Um, that was the week. Um, any kind of thoughts, general thoughts from the week? Uh, no, other than two games above 500, I feel like this team, the little hiccup in St. Louis, at least they were able to, to salvage a game there at the end. But yeah. it's show, it's showing that these guys are starting to get healthy, starting yep. to produce. Run, the, you, you saw other than St. Louis, this, this lineup, even in St. Louis at the final game, that this lineup can score runs when they have guys in the lineup that can produce and you know, again, I've talked about it before. When you got guys who you don't expect to produce producing, that only that's only better. That's icing on the cake. And you take you take production from guys uh, that normally you don't expect to get production from any day of the week. Um, and just getting healthier, just getting Simmons back, having Upton in the lineup more, um, being able to plug in, you know, uh, a guy like Fletcher whenever you need a day off from Stella, or it's just it, it's looking good for the Angels. I'm still not completely sold that this team's going to make a playoff spot but i'm not saying that they can't be in contention and give themselves that that chance yeah exactly and we were we were talking um before we started recording and we're as fans the main thing is make it competitive like if even if the angels are whatever you want to say three or four games out going into that last week that's fine because you get on a roll that last week you went four in a row like this did there's a good chance you're making the playoffs so um the fact that they're um you know, super close to making making some noise in that wild card, and and obviously the wild card is is more likely going to happen than the than the division. Even though, even though the Houston's kind of falling back a little bit, the Angels are only eight eight games back of Houston, where maybe like three or four games ago they're they're like eleven. Well, they, or something like that. And another team that's surprising is the, the Texas team that we'll be right. seeing next. Right, they're, exactly. they're ten games over five hundred. Yep, and and like what you said. um, now that they're able to play more of the division, um, now you can start going head to head against these guys, and you don't have to worry about them. Okay, we won, but did they lose? Um, and then as we stand again, as we stand right now, um, they're four out of the wild card. Oakland, Boston, Cleveland, and Texas are ahead of them. Obviously, if you keep on bidding Oakland, that's going to take care of itself. Like, like you mentioned, Texas comes into town, so you beat them, that takes care of themselves. Um, yeah, because Tampa Bay and Texas are, both have the, the wild card spots, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, they're um, both ten games over five hundred right now. Right, Tampa and Texas. So you keep rolling, you keep doing what you're, what you keep progressing. Um, you're going to be all right. I mean, the Angels are on a little roll. Um, they won four in a row, so you you just hope that they keep the thing going. Now, we'll move to the news section of the podcast, and I guess I, the best part I can lead off right now. News came out earlier today that Joe Adele will be the Angels' representation in the Futures game for the second year in a row. Um, I low key think Brandon Marsh would have been the representation if he was healthy, because um, he was killing it in Double A two for the whole season. Um, but you know, if you listen to the Marsh interview from last weekend, he twisted an ankle, he's still working back from that. Um, but no, Joe Adele's a great 
guy to ha- see in the in the in the futures game um all-star weekend that's always fun to see a little surprising because he was a guy last year and, that's what uh, i was surprised i would i mean but, i understand who joe is and what yeah, he yeah, is yeah. in the organization no but doubt. i would also like to see maybe a, a younger mm-hmm. um I mean, somebody else exactly but yeah. you know joe will do good joe will have that uh spotlight all to himself and which he deserves like i don't want to take anything away from him. he deserves yeah, that for spotlight sure, for sure but you know, it, it would have been cool to see some someone else that's also been grinding and, and doing a really good job um Another big part of the news this week was Otani's first bullpen session since Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. was Wednesday afternoon. Um, after this podcast, we're going to post this podcast, and then right after, I am going to post my interview with Rhett Bollinger of MLB.com, the beat reporter uh, for the Angels. He was there. We talk a little bit about that more into detail, stuff like that. So, again, I don't want to get too much into it now, but um, first bullpen session since his Tommy John Um and then again, too, kind of also going with the with the All Star Game kind of theme, Trout named to his eighth All Star Game, seventh as a starter, um, Angel Records. Oh, yeah. So, um, I mean, Go. I don't know why it's necessarily I don't know why I put it in news because it's kind of like one of those things where like, oh yeah, Trout made um, the uh, made the uh, All Star Game. Okay, what else is new? What he might get his third MVP this year? We'll see what happens um, in a couple weeks in Cleveland. But again, just still cool how. Um, he's he's an awesome all star, and then there's an email later about who else do we think can be in the, represent the Angels. So we'll get to that later. But um, how do you feel about the like one of the things I want to talk about too is the all star voting and how yeah. it changed this year. How do you feel about maybe not all star voting in general, but just the change? Do you like the change they did this year? I don't mind it, but it was it was confusing because I didn't, I wasn't I didn't know that they had done that. And I was like, wait, wait, what happened? So, he, Stella led the votes, and then he didn't end up getting what? Right, that's the bad part. Yeah, so people that maybe aren't familiar with it. So MLB changed the the voting process, I guess you want to say, this year. Um, they had, like, I guess you want to say preliminary voting for two and a half, three weeks. And the top, what was it, top four or top five from each position group from those voting now goes to like a separate election where it's like the final super 28 hours, get out there and vote quick, 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 quick. Um, you know, like you said, the was a top vote getter from second base. And then now we get to these, these like the finals of it and he doesn't get voted in. It just seems kind of weird, but yeah, it's stupid. Um, I don't know what their process was. Maybe they thought it would get a truer vote when people can only vote maybe like once or when, twice. Uh, no, because I only voted the first time. Not no. I thought, I thought, oh, cool, he's in. And I didn't vote again for the second time. Right. It, it was just really Especially weird. when you only give us two days. Oh, yeah, oh I, you know, Not even two days. It was like 28 hours. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you only give us one day to kind of like, wait, I just voted last week. I have to vote again. That's yeah. stupid. When people have to do more than one thing, and I would have done it had I have known. But when, you know, for the majority when people have to do something more than once, they're probably not going to do it again. Exactly. So I was pretty much I, like, okay. Yeah. I miss the times where you had to actually physically be at the ballpark. Yes. And punch the little and, hole thing. Or even punch the whatever. Yeah. But like, to me, that's more of a representation of sure. who, for who should be an all-star. Because those people actually watch the games. Like <laughs> it's easy for someone to sit behind a computer and just put send, 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 send. Okay, that's cool and all, but Get people that are actually at the game. Mm-hmm. You want people to go to the game? Get, give them a reason to. Like, oh, I got to go vote for Trout. Oh, I got to go vote for La Stella. Oh, I got to go vote for Otani. I'm going to go to the game this weekend. I don't care. Whatever. $15, $15 ticket. I'll just go vote and watch a game. Like, I really wish they would go back to that or incorporate it also. Do both. And maybe give a little more weight to the voting in the park. Because you're there watching the game. Like, that should mean something at a certain point. I honestly think at some point they just need to 
kind of the true vote should be the starters should be voted on by the players. Yep. And the, and coaches and managers, and then the reserves probably by the 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 uh, fans. Yeah. Because. Who know who better than the people that actually play the game and coach the game? They're around say, it every day. Look at this guy. Look at this La Stella guy. I'm sure every team that's come and played against the Angels, who the hell is this La Stella guy? Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Exactly. But whatever. All right. So the last news I have that came out today, um, Kean Milton faced. Uh, well, they, they, they said at the beginning it was going to be live batters. It ended up being not live batters. It ended up being a bullpen session. Um, but his first since Tommy John surgery. And he is, whenever they really start getting him geared up, they say it'll be three weeks before he's activated. So more help is on the way. Um, JC got extended another week for his rehab start. Again, something we talk about more on my yeah. interview with Rhett Bollinger that, that we'll post right after this. But, yeah, that's the news. Yeah. That's that's kind of the week in, in, in review and the news for the um, for the Angels this week. Absolutely. So, again, uh, Good week for the Angels, I, I think. You know, we'll hiccup in St. Louis, exactly. isn't that pretty good? Four, four out of six, we'll take it every yeah. time. But we're going to uh, head to a quick commercial break. But before we do that, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals for your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of zero to ten. Uh, to let you know when you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes a great deal. A yellow dot means a good deal. A red dot means eh, not such a good deal. So use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seat Geek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Hey, hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So it's everybody's favorite segment of the show. Of course, it is always The Curator's Chronicles. Let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Curator here for another edition of the Curator's Chronicles, coming to you live from Riverside, California. Uh, this day in Angels history, June 28th, in the grand old year of 1986. Yeah, pretty good year. 1986, yeah. How old were you? 
six? I was five? four. Five. I was five. I think it was the first year I went to an Angels game, actually. 86. All right. 80 what? Negative one. Negative All one right. for Dan. You may have been in the womb. All right. So coming from a book, as always, Angels Journal by John Snyder. Um, 1986, this day in Angels history. In a matchup between the Indians and Angels at Anaheim Stadium, the starting pitchers are 300 game winners, Phil Necro and Don Sutton. Necro entered the fray with 304 wins and Sutton with 301. It was the first time that 300 game winners met each other since Tim Keefe of the New York Giants and Pud, what a cool name is that, Galvin, with the Pittsburgh Pirates faced off in the grand old year of 1889. Neither Necro nor Sutton were involved in the decision as the Angels scored six runs in the eighth to win 9-3. to three. So I guess my, my thoughts on all of this is uh, it's pretty pretty crazy that two 300-game winners face off. And, Never will ever happen again. And in this day and age, mm-hmm. uh, 300 wins is kind of hard to come by, and two together? Yeah, I don't think, that's gonna, I don't think 300 is going to happen. I think with ever again, just I mean, just uh, just the limit on uh, pitch the counts, pitch count, the way they the, the way they use the openers now. You're yeah. really taking an inning away from a starter. And complete games are just hard to come by. Uh, secondly, when I think of Don Sutton, mm-hmm. I always think of like his gray kind of like Dirty afro, mm-hmm. and I just thought he looked like he had to be like almost fifty. Yeah, I felt like he was old back then. Where I'm talking like you're right, like. He was like in his fifties already, and even but he Phil was. Negro, if you think about Phil Negro, oh, yeah. he looked super old. Throwing, you know, throwing yeah. junk, mm-hmm. knuckleballs, stuff like that. And um, when I was a kid, I always thought that these major looker, major leaguers looked really old. Yeah, especially and Sutton. maybe not even like super athletic. Right. And then now it just seems so different uh, mm-hmm. the the landscape of the game. So I mean, just every time I see Don Sutton, I was at my when when I grew up, my grandma had a Polaroid picture. Of her and Don Sutton on her mantle, and it was like at a car dealership. <laughs> so. Curly, curly hair. He did look. I think probably he was probably like what late thirties, maybe even like early forties when he was with the Angels, and he probably looked like he was in his mid fifties, mm-hmm. just because of the curly gray hair that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that curveball too. Mm-hmm. But all right, that's it. It was cool. a short one. Well, that's hey. The fans want Curators Chronicles every week. <laughs> they clamor for it. So do they? They do. We get emails about it, right? All now. right, man. Thank you. Thank All you, right. fans, for uh, keeping me on the show. Awesome. Well, that's Keep been... on sending in your comments and thoughts, and uh, I promise you I'll try to get here more. more. Uh, yeah, he, more he big times us. Yeah. Like August 25th. Anyway, you have listened to another edition Let's of the Curators Chronicles. That was another edition of the Curators Chronicles. He is back. Um, wow! I mean, now it's every other week. Now it seems like for we're, the we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting yeah. there. You know, pretty soon it'll be a whole. Pretty you know, soon we'll have our studio back. I don't. I don't. We haven't. That guy. It hasn't been. We haven't been in in Halo Haven Studios for. I don't think since like the beginning <laughs> of the season. I think at the beginning of the season we did one, and that's that's been it. It's been either here or Halo Haven version three. So yeah. Exactly. I don't so, know, but let's let's head steps. into it. Let's head into the next uh, segment of our show, which is a poll question, Daniel. Yeah. So we got it, we got poll questions, we got emails, and we'll finish this up. But with everything going on with the All Star, we got All Star voting, we got All Star rosters. Um, one of the reports that came out last week was that Otani has not been approached due to the, the Home Run Derby. 
So this week's poll question was pretty simple. Do you want to see Otani into in the in the home run derby? Again, he's recovering from Tommy John surgery right now. Um, obviously, he's able to bat, but he's not able to throw. Um, uh, what is it? Fifty-seven percent said no. Forty-three percent said yes. So, again, um, I voted no. Where did you vote? Before we get into that, Kyle Strange on Instagram Live said my hat is gross, and that's exactly why I wore it because I knew you guys He's would hate it. He's just trolling everybody, and everyone's falling into the whole. And you guys uh, are falling into it. Trap. This this is an Angels hat from the Pacific Coast League Angels, the first professional baseball team in the Los Angeles area. So um, this team was. I mean, I mean, is he really going to wear a Dodger hat there's, or an Angel? <laughs> there's no affiliation to the Dodgers except for this, guys. If you guys didn't know, the Angels um, sold the name. The Pacific Coast League Angels sold the name and the logo rights to the Dodgers before when they moved out here. That's so why the Dodgers have the similar, the same logo. So whenever you see a Dodger fan, you let them know you're wearing an Angels hat on your head, buddy. But anyway, back to the original back to question. The original question. Um, I, you know, I'll as much as I would love to see him in the Homer Derby. I don't want to see him in the home run derby yeah. because I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want him to have a setback in his throwing because if he has a setback on his throwing and he hurts himself, that means he's going to have a setback batting. He might have to take actual time off because he his elbow's sore or something. He won't be in the lineup. Why risk it? It's not that big of a deal. Right. Who right. cares? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Again, it's, it's cool. Fun, it's but... cool to watch. It's cool to see as a, as, as a fan, but – in the long run, I'm just, you know, there's no need. If he was completely healthy and not recovering from Tommy John, then I might vote differently. But the fact that mm-hmm. all these fans were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're bringing him back to bat when he's recovering from Tommy Now you want him in the home run derby? Like, how does that make even sense? Um, again, if he was fully healthy, wasn't recovering from an injury like Tommy John, then, yeah, my opinion probably changes. But the fact that Tommy John surgery, he's still recovering from it, means like, hey, don't do any more than you have to. Yeah, you save it. Just save it for the season. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm like I said, as much fun as it would probably be to see it, I, w- if I was the Angels, I'd be like, you know what? We'd rather not have you do that. Exactly. Yeah. So again, the the I think the only person that's committed to the home run derby right now is um, Vladdy Jr., which is cool. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. You know, he's a kid that that again isn't. Are we cheering him on? Yeah, a, a kid that isn't recovering from a, from an injury, um, young, and the million dollar bonus that that he's getting. If he wins, was will definitely be more than he's making this year. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see how the home run derby um, fills out. And I think Trout has already declined the home run derby. He says Good. He, gets, he says he gets asked every year, and every year he says no, which is perfectly fine. Go there, watch it, take some photos. Be one of those. Be one of those guys that's on the sideline, like Whoa, throw mm-hmm. their hands up in the air, and like, oh my god, I was killed. Be, be one of those guys. That's cool. Get on the camera that way. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So yeah, so that I mean that pretty much wraps it up for the poll question. That was the poll guys. question again. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, but our poll question will be just on Twitter. It's Halo underscore Haven. Um, follow us. We we post when we're going to do the podcast, and um, the poll question is usually about what's going on now. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, just depending on what what catches my uh, my thought process. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it's just trying to get you guys' opinion out there. Absolutely. So let's get right into our email questions again. If you guys need want to email us email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com that's allangelspodcast at gmail.com we do get us awesome questions on here from a lot of great listeners and our first question comes from nick kearns and we kind of touched on it but he says hi this is nick from long beach uh first time listener um to the you know first time a uh, long time listener, first time pod, uh, question for the podcast he kind of wanted to know the status of simba we kind of took 
talked about that already. He did mention, though, he says um, he is kind of shocked that Simba is paying ball after a month. And it is. That's what a lot of people were talking about. Like, if you look at how bad that injury was, dude, you, you would have thought this guy's going to be out at least like two months. Well, yeah. So it was a grade three ankle sprain. And some people say sprains are worse than breaks because sprains, muscles, each muscle kind of um, ligament recovers differently compared to a broken bone where it's kind of everyone's bones kind of set at the same timetable um for people that don't aren't familiar he was with inland empire last week but before that he was oral malice for i think for like two or three games Mm -hmm. during all the other higher ups were in all-star break so that's why he was down in oral and then he started limping they shut him down for a couple days and then he made a start with inland empire which i was there if you haven't seen the video go check it out it's on it's on everything it's on youtube instagram and twitter um, but he talked a little bit about how he was feeling. But, yeah, so um, he looked good. He, he, I mean, he's still kind of limping. And even in that interview, uh, you heard that he said he wasn't 100% yet, but he's definitely getting going in the right direction. And this guy is just um, – heals at an incredible rate because last year he had a grade 2 sprain, and he was back within like a week and a half, yeah. two weeks. So. He's got a high tolerance for pain. I'm he honest. does, yep. Next podcast question comes from Tony Castillo, and he says, Hey, guys. So it seems like the pitching rotation has been solid this week and seems to be healthy for the first time. But a true ace is a must. Do you see a guy like Garrett Cole, a serious run for the Angels, would go for during the offseason? Why wouldn't they with the money they have and also a hometown guy? Also, Cole Calhoun, a possible trade candidate this season or at the end of of the season, rising Joe Adele on the way. Thanks, guys. Love you. Keep up. Keep it up. So, to answer the first question, as far as Garrett, yeah, Cole, let's go question any, question on that one. Anybody is an option. Anybody is would be a great fit. Angels do have the money, and that's a guy that the Angels could possibly throw money at. He would definitely be an ace. That's a guy I consider a high top guy of a, of a rotation. Um, uh, it's hard to tell just because I don't know what the Angels plan on doing this off season. I, you know. Um, I would love to have a guy like Garrett Cole. It all, I think it depends on the amount of years and the money involved. But definitely anybody, anybody's a candidate, I think, right? I, yeah, I, I think mean, I think more of, the, more of the point is that there's no such thing as a bad signing. It's just kind of what you what, – what the contract is. Yeah. You, so obviously – Yeah, how long, how many how years. How much money. Right. Who holds ring about, guys? Yeah, exactly. So he's 28 right now. Good. He's going to turn 29 in September. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at – Signing him, you know, his 29, 29 30, 30, 31. 30. So depending on how long the contract is, you're getting yeah. him into his 30s, which... I'll take a three-year deal, four-year exactly. deal. Exactly. If the deal is right, then yeah, I don't mm-hmm. see why not doing it. But if if you're if he's looking for yeah. a contract that's going to be five, six years yeah, for tons of money, I just... No. Pictures, and, and, it's, and it's GMs now, and you see about it everywhere you read it or hear, GMs are more calculated as far as how they take risks. Like, they'll take risks on young guys that they feel that they can develop. They're not necessarily going to take risk on older guys that have have produced, but, hey, you know, you produce for Team B. We're Team A. Why would we pay you for something you did with Team B? Like, mm-hmm. we need to see how you're going to do with us in the future. So, again, Garrett Cole could have a great three, four more years after this, but how's this – fifth sixth seventh year of that contract gonna gonna be and this is gonna be something that's gonna be hung over the 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 team over you know a handful of years so mm-hmm. um again it's gonna depend on how many years are going to be on that 
on yeah. that um, contract. But yeah, he'd exactly. be a def- he'd definitely be an ace. He'd definitely be a great addition to mm-hmm. the Angels. I think the whole quote unquote homegrown thing is totally overrated. I mean, look how yeah, that look, turned at, out. look at Mike Trout. Look how that turned out for Philadelphia. So mm-hmm. that whole homegrown, I'm going back home kind of BS. I think mm-hmm. is, is 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 what it is. It's not. It doesn't help at all. It doesn't give someone an encouragement no, no to come edge. back home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Calhoun uh, thing, possible trade candidate. We talked about this last week, I believe. Right. Um, he uh, he could be. But who needs him? It's, it's who needs a fifth? Yeah, fifth bat. Um, that's and that's what it is. I mean, yeah, you gotta no, look at no no offense against him. He's like a fifth, fourth or right. fifth bat. But who needs that? You got to look at who's in contention, right? And where they're at at outfielders. You know, um, I mean, and I just right now I don't. It doesn't and let, barring an injury from a team like New York, Boston, Tampa, somebody like that that maybe gets a guy who gets hurt and they do need a right field. They do need an outfielder. Then the Angels, then they go out and get a go like, guy like Cal Calhoun. But you also can't expect them to gr- get something absolutely great in return as well. So you kind of see where you're at as a team, as far as the Angels, where they're at come at the end of July, and then see who comes on knocking at the door. Um, but as it is right now, I think they just play it out. Yeah, and and we, we're also on Instagram. I have one uh, Halo talk on Instagram says, surprised by Texas being over 500. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, kind of going by yeah. what you're saying with Calhoun, again, he's like the fifth guy. So if you can if you can flip him for, again, we kind of talk about this with Red Bollinger on, on, the, on the next podcast, um, flipping him like they did with Kinsler and the Buttry trade. If you can find something like that where – Solid arms. Or you can get like a young mm-hmm. – you can get a young prospect that could help maybe next year or the year after, then yeah. If you're looking for the flip – if you're looking to flip Calhoun for someone that's going to help now, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't it's think it's going to happen. Not going to um, happen. But I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't think Calhoun is going to be traded just because, like I said, he's like the fourth or fifth best bat on the Angels. I don't see the and, team necessarily. Yeah, needing it. and honestly, I'm not sure the logistics and the whole thing about his contract. I think there's an option the Angels can pick up at the end of this year, and I think they, if he's still on the team by the end of this year, I think they do pick up that other option because I think. Um, Joe took a step back with his injury. Yeah, he's a little bit and delayed. he's still very, very young. I mean, so there's and, and, no and, and, need to and, and, rush him in. And then look at it this way: he's in Double A. Yeah, let's wait till he gets to Triple A. Uh-huh. If he starts killing it there, then great, you can move. Him then up you then. bring him up, yeah. And then now Calhoun, he definitely becomes an expendable part because he's right. already there. Why right. trade Calhoun? Which offensively, defensively, is better than Adele right now. As we stand oh, right yeah. now, he's better than Adele. I mean, defensively, it's by light years. Because yeah. I mean. Adele's a freak athlete. We've Even, seen it. Yeah. We, we've seen it. He's he's he moves great, but his intangibles as far as route to the ball and like I haven't seen him obviously this year in in Mobile, but last year he was very raw um, offensively. Is he going to produce twenty something home runs like Calhoun will? Will he produce? His arm is not as good as Calhoun's by any means because I think people get caught up on the stats and the numbers offensively, but don't realize what um, Calhoun brings to the team defensively as well. Yeah, so that answers the Calhoun and Joe Adele question. Good question, Tony. Thank you for writing in. Again, guys, Podcast at gmail.com. Next one comes from Lamar Washington. Loyal listener, loyal emailer, obviously. Lamar always chimes in. Thank Holler. you. Uh, what's good, fellas? Damn, with the Angels getting healthy, I'm liking the way the offense is looking. Let's stay around 500 and go on an even better run. Yeah, that's to me, that's the key. Hover around the 500 mark. Give yourselves a chance to stay in contention. And then you never know what can happen. There can be a run there where they just absolutely explode. And 
you're giving yourself a chance. Right. And, and, and the way baseball is, too, you're not necessarily looking to win 10 games in a row, 15 games in a row, because that very rarely ever happens. You're win every to, series. You win series. You win, like they did this week, you win six, uh, four out of six. Mm-hmm. You know, you might drop one today or tomorrow, but if you can win three after that mm-hmm. and lose one and then win another four, after, you take that. So um, give yourself a chance. This offense, like you said, is healthy, finally getting healthy. Um, you're going to produce runs. And, and we've talked about this this whole season. If if the Angels were going to make a run, if the Angels were going to make uh, some some kind of a contribution, it was going to be offensively. The offense was going to carry them with Upton and Trout and Otani. But, um, you know, the offense is going to carry them. The, the pitching just needs to kind of keep them somewhat in the games, but um, they're going to stay around 500. Again, you get on a run, you can be, you know, seven, eight games above 500 real quick. So. Not going to buy into the troll question from Leprechaun Fam on Instagram. I don't know if you read that. It's pretty funny. That's why I ignore them. Yeah. Um, next question comes from Rob Lasting. Baseball is a funny thing. The Angels went from eh to one of the hottest teams in baseball. What do you attribute that to? Yeah, they've been. Uh, I think they were probably fourth, uh, the fourth winning and win, winningest team in June, behind like the Dodgers well, and even, a couple not other even teams. Even June from April twenty or May twenty fifth. Sorry. Yeah. And so I mean that just shows that it's not always about uh, like there's a saying it's it's not always about the X's and O's. Sometimes it's about the Billy and the Joes. So you know you can have the best strategy out there, but if you don't have the players to do it, it doesn't really matter. And mm-hmm. now that you're getting fine, like we said. Otani, Simmons, Upton, Trout, first time. First time in the lineup all year. All year. And yeah. now it's like, let's see what these guys can do offensively right. and produce. Um, let you know, But I, I, part of it is, too, I think baseball. Baseball is weird. Yeah, it's, it's, baseball is about streaks. And, 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 yeah. and Rob said had a very good point. Is it is it just baseball? I think, honestly, it's a little bit of both. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's just it could be just baseball. You get on the hot run. I mean, look, look at Seattle. Seattle was on fire the first month, and now they're selling it off because they're not even close to anybody. So you keep in the middle. You keep in the middle. You you hope your runs or your winning, your winning streaks are a lot longer than your losing streaks, and, and you find yourself around that 90 win total, maybe 93, 94, and have yourself a chance um, come that last week of, of the season for a wild card berth. Um, realistic is me being on here. Leprechaun fam and saying this team is a 500 team. You're the one who's unrealistic thinking this team has a bunch of talent. Because I was just about to say right now that even with all these guys that the Angels are getting back, I still feel that there's things missing from this team that is a lot different from the teams that are way that are ahead of us in the playoff. I mean, look at the Astros. Look at New York. It's just the way they're they're, they're just structured differently. And the Angels, I think, are a 500 team at best. With the possibility of being able to get on a hot streak, like, like um, Rob said, it's baseball. You just got to give yourself a chance, and that's where baseball's, I am with the Angels. I'm realistic. Baseball's a funny. The game. Angels are a 500 team at best that can give themselves a chance to hover around and say they can make a run, and that's all you can do with baseball. Baseball, it's it's such a we've mentioned it before. As much as people say it's a team game and the team has to work together. Only one guy is batting. Only one guy is pitching. Only that one guy is going to catch that ball. Only that one guy is going to field that the only, ball. The only time that they have to work together is when they throw the second to first. Everything on else a relay is, or a, something. Yeah, that's or the something, only time yeah. they work together. Everything else is But individual. even still, that dude has to throw the ball from all the way over there to this guy. Well, this yeah, no, no, you're right. But I'm saying that – It's not like basketball where right. you got to move the ball around. There's, mo- there's, a, there's not a such thing as a motion offense or a motion defense in, in – um, in baseball anymore like I, I so we yeah. got it so we got a question on our instagram live feed um ck man uh one two eight eight underscore secondary 
that's a long name, dude. But anyways, um, what do you guys feel about Justin Bourse turnaround? We kind of touched about it earlier, but um, it's exactly what the Angels need. Exactly what the Angels need to make a serious run, um, you know, uh, playoff run. It's just another guy they can do something for you. That's awesome. I'll take it. Since he came back in June, um, obviously June 11th to June June 26th. So, again, not a lot of games for him, but that's what you wanted. You didn't want him to be the everyday guy. He's played in seven games. He has four home runs. He's batting over 300. So, again, you put him in the right spot. You put the coaches put him in the right spot, the right situation, um, and he could produce for you. Again, 304 batting average, four home runs, uh, nine RBIs. You put him in the right situation, and and – he that's what he's supposed to do. He's not supposed to be an everyday guy. Right. And bringing him in, I don't think they ever expected him to be an everyday guy. Someone, I think Gunner on Instagram says, hey, we should be contending for first in the hell west. Wow, talk about realistic. I no, mean, dude. Um, to be honest and look at the team that we have, I get it. You should be contending for the AL west. We should. I mean, obviously, like every year you should want to win the west. But when you when you look at the teams that are ahead, maybe not Texas, but you look at at Houston and you look at us and you look at Texas and Oakland. And Seattle, who's what you, you look at the team and, and tell me before the season even started and say, oh, yeah, who's going to win that American League West? Well, not only that, I though, mean, just too, be but realistic. I mean, the injuries like, OK, I granted if, if the if the Magic Fairy came down and said no one's going to be hurt the whole year. Yeah, I would like to see how the Angels produce. And, and, then, and, and, and I still and, think they're missing. No, 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 they, they, they are, but they wouldn't be eight games back right now. Yeah, my point. It's I my mean, point. they might be four or three games. Back. Uh, yeah, OK. They'll be but, but better than they're they, at right now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, like, but but being realistic that. with it, that's yeah. not going to happen. And now the depth of the forty man roster starts showing itself. Yeah, yeah. The Astros forty man roster is, is is a lot better than the Angels forty man oh, roster. They... Those guys, the Joe Adels, the Brandon Marsh, the um, you know Jemiah Jones, a year or two away. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and once those guys start adding depth to it, I yeah. mean, Renhifa wasn't supposed to be a, the guy until later in the season, but he's produced. So now that's oh, yeah. depth. Yeah. Now that's depth. But you need. It's so much more than the twenty-five man guy, twenty-five mm-hmm. man roster on the Angels. Like honestly, as a fan nowadays, you have to start paying attention to to Salt Lake. You have to. Yeah, to see and if who's you don't, down there. You, you're only getting really, yeah. you're only really getting half the photo, half the picture. You have to pay attention to what guys are are in not only in Triple A but in Double A because those are some of the, a lot of the young good talent is. Triple A is the guys that are the final step. I mean, look at Thyssen, look at Ward. They can't break this team, so obviously their depth isn't great. So we'll, we'll see how it all comes down. Um, Let me get to this one from Trevor Billings yep, real quick. Trevor Billings sent this one to allangelspodcast at gmail.com. He said, hey, guys, so with the all-star starters being announced, no surprise, Mike Trout. Yeah, of course. Is Esteli getting in as a reserve, and who else is deserving? Yeah, all right. Yeah, we kind of talked about it ahead of time when we got this email. Yeah. Um, Trout's in, no surprise. Lestella shook it in as a reserve. I don't see how you're a top vote-getter the first And then not. Vote. Exactly. Yeah. So he should definitely get in. And this one gets voted on by the players and coaches. Right. right. So I think he gets in as a reserve. I mean, also, too, you can kind of look at it as a life, lifetime achievement award. He's been one of those players that everyone loves in the locker room. Grinder, does all the right things, doesn't complain about um, at-bats or anything. He just goes and does his thing. Um, Otani, obviously the first part of the year not being able to bat hurt, um, but I don't see how he's not on this team. I mean, even if MLB kind of says wink, wink, hey, we would love to have the Japanese all-star, you know, big, big, big name in Japan to be on the team that gives the whole other side of the world a reason to to watch. So I think, honestly, those are probably the guys that are going to be on the all-star team, all um, Trout, La Stella, and and, um, uh, and Otani. Everybody else... I, um, you hear Buttree, you hear mm-hmm. some of the other. I, I, uh, I mean, those are long shots. Those, obviously, those guys like the Buttree. I think only gets in if um, X player. Oh, he pitched the day before, so he can't play. Or oh, this guy gets injured 
tomorrow and he's automatically taken off the roster and he kind of fills that spot. I don't think he gets the initial um, invite, I guess is, is a good way of saying it. Yeah, if you look at just players on the team that are deserving – just from us watching Angels games every day, you know, obviously tra- uh, Trevor Cahill is a guy who should be making all sorts. <laughs> no, um, two, two shut down innings. No, um, definitely Buttry is a guy who, if, if the Angels were to like all star Angels, uh, Buttry is a guy who's came in in high leverage situations and pitched more than one inning on a bunch of times. Um, yeah. So that's a guy who deserves some. And you know, as of late, I, and I've been I've been singing his praises for the last month. Is Noe Ramirez has been a guy who just has come in and well, given us innings and has kept us in games. According to Instagram until today, so we'll see what happens. I right. guess he gave a home run, but anyways. Oh, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, he's still, yeah. I mean, it's he's been pitching great. Yeah, and, I mean, he's been pitching great. But he's not an all. He's not making the yeah, all star team. I'm just, all-star. I'm just mentioning guys on our team who have performed in the first half of the season. Right. You know, yeah. Fletcher's a guy who the Angels. Without Fletcher, Fletcher, where I mean, do you, you know, and then too, it's kind of weird with Lestella, Fletcher, and Rahif. They're all interchangeable, so I don't know if if Lestella gets placed in the third base, as his chances are better. But he was grouped with the second base, like I, it, that part was mm-hmm. weird. Like he's yeah. a he's an ultimate utility guy, like, and that's part of the reason why too. I think he makes the team is because a I need a we need a second shortstop. Okay, well, or third baseman. Let's put him there. Um, so again, that's the All Star. We'll see in a couple uh, next week who, who the. Um, starters are or not starters but the reserves are another guy angels have been have been doing really really well that people wanted them to cut cam bedrosian just want to get this in here because i got in a twitter beef with someone i don't remember who wasn't it leprechaun family no it was some other guys me another troll me and adam rank were like what the hell is this guy talking about um cam bedrosian last 12 games from the beginning of this month 12 games 13 innings five hits one earned run 17 strikeouts he's bad uh, he has a 069 nice era opponent's batting average is 114. So, again, great. Um, he's a, whatever was, was messing with him, again, it, it could be just baseball. But he's on a roll, so we'll see what happens. We have a poor connection, so we are paused, which is okay because um, we'll get to this last question on Instagram Live, and then we'll probably bounce. Yeah. But um, uh, the CK man, 1288 underscore secondary, said it all comes down to who had the best farm system four or five years ago. Bingo. And if you remember the Jerry. farm system, Depoto. If you remember the farm system four or five years ago, it was horrible. Trade away, everybody. Jerry Depoto. Caleb Coward was one of your top three prospects, and he can't get to AAA to save his life. Uh, he's. I think he's in AAA now. Oh, okay. Well, he because he hit a home run. He hit a home run yesterday in the AAA game, and I and I five years. It's, it's funny because five, five years later, when he was a top prospect in the Angels yeah, organization, it's funny because I go, oh yeah, Caleb Coward. He came back because yeah, they let him go, and then they brought him back twice, right, I think. exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jerry DePoto depleted this farm system. People want to talk smack about how poor job Billy Epler has, but if you look at the Billy Epler guys now, Dude, he's you're built, starting he's to look at that farm system. system Marsh, uh, Joe Adele, Suarez, Canning, um, Fletcher. I mean, and then you're looking at – and then you got to look at, like, you know, he's still building. There's guys – and Jeremiah Jackson, you have um, Jordan Adams, who are still in low, low A uh, rookie ball. Not low. I think they're in uh, Burlington yeah, that's at the way. moment. That's so way, yeah. um, you have to – that farm system has to be strong because, like you mentioned, Daniel, that 40-man roster has to be filled with guys that can come in and get a job done when called upon. And at, for exactly. the longest time, the Angels were calling up guys who we were going, who in the heck is this? Mm-hmm. So there you have it, man. So, yeah, 
spot on CPK, CP3, or whatever yeah. your name is on Instagram. No, but he made a great point. Yep, it's all about yeah. how it was four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully now with the function the way it is, four or five years ago, the Angels can be benefiting from that. Absolutely. All right, so let's tie up this with a bow. Um, again, you can reach us, uh, emails at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Next week's podcast right now, we are set to do uh, 4th of July. We I'll do it. be on vacation. Right. So it'll be me and a special guest. Uh, stay tuned for that. But get your questions in early because we are doing a 4th of July, but we're doing it early 4th of July so we can go and barbecue with family and do and, the whole And I'm sure thing. we'll we'll post something up on Halo underscore yep. Haven uh-huh. and then, you know, on, on our Instagram, Twitter. Yep. We'll let you guys know, hey, the podcast is today. Get your questions yep. in because I know how you guys – we pretty much get the bowl, which is good because right. we want the most updated. Kind yeah, of stuff. you ask yeah, yeah. us a question tomorrow; it's not going to get answered till next week unless we answer you on Instagram or something like that. Right. But for the actual podcasts, I know we get those questions in the day of, and that's which the way cool. we like it. Yep. So, um, again, yeah, Fourth all of angels. July, early Fourth of July, all angels at Gmail, uh, all angels podcast at Gmail Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, um, we'll try to do a live feed. Our live feed right now got kind of frozen, yeah. but hey, whatever, we were done. Um, and I, I know we haven't been doing this enough, and we need to. We are part of the Armchair Media Network of podcasts. There's some big news coming, uh, I believe, next month, late next month, where we'll get into that. But we are on Armchair Media Network of podcasts. Um, so we have uh, thanks to Armchair Media Network. Also, uh, Twitter or not Twitter, Spotify, on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker.com for all your downloads of the podcast. Right. And the Subscribe. catalog is back, is there, too. So if you need to listen to Brandon Marsh's interview from last week, it's there. So right. and then again, where can they find us on the YouTube uh, just type in all all angels podcast. We got all the interviews, videos, stuff like that. Again, uh, Tom, uh, not Thomas Rhett, that's the singer. Rhett Bollinger um, interview is going to be posted up right after this. Same thing with the Instagram or the uh, YouTube uh, video, um, exclusively on YouTube. It's not. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to put this one up on on Instagram, but definitely check it out. It was cool to talk to him. For people that don't know, he is the MLB.com beat writer for the Angels. So. A lot of good information. So awesome. right after you're done reading this, maybe on the way to the family's house on 4th of July, pop it in, uh, push play, and, and it'll be great. So, again, um, that's going to wrap everything up, right? Yeah, that'll do it. Again, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. You guys have a great 4th of July because I will be on vacation. Daniel will be here with a part of, with another member of the Halo Haven family. So Literally. Yeah. So with that being said, I am Johnny Maggs. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. 
With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.